Hey everyone, it's Michael. If you haven't heard, we've just launched the new Union Pro Mentors program where you can take office hours with pro players from top leagues, get world-class coaching, do mindset workshops, have video breakdown sessions, get help with college recruiting, join parent education portals, and so much more all exclusively for goalkeepers. It all launches Monday, October 23rd, so be sure to join Union Premium risk-free to take advantage of all there is to offer. Go to unionsports.com join or the Union GK community on Apple or Google Play stores. Thanks again for making the Union possible, and on with the show. Welcome to Inside the 18. I'm Michael Madgett, live from Hollywood, California. With me momentarily will be 99 World Cup winner, Saskia Weber, who is probably rolling out of bed. No, I'm totally kidding. Uh, she has been up for a while, but she's got a lot of things going on. Uh, but that's okay, because sometimes you got to do these uh, special uh, times uh, to be able to get big-time people on. And uh, today, uh, it's the the incredible return of the one and only New England Revolution to goalkeeper coach, Yuta Nomura, joining us once again, man. Uh, and by the way, I think uh, I think last time you were on the show was a, was a, a pre-baby. Uh, so yeah. obviously, congratulations. Uh, I you. see that she's already dribbling the ball quite well. Uh, so very good support positions I've seen she's taken on the field. <laughs> uh, so you've been training her well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, now she just turned one year old um, a week ago. And it's crazy. She's already walking around, running around. And um, when I say kick, she understands now that, you know, um, she kicks the ball. Otherwise, she picks it up. So I well, always no, that's like good. Kick, that's kick, good kick. that she picked it up, though. Hey, yeah, that's yeah. good that she picks it up, right? She's got to have those. She's got to have those. those handling skills too, right? You, you right. want her to, you know, ready position. She's got her palms in front. <laughs> everything's ready to go, right? Exactly. Well, um, let's let's catch up a little bit here. So, um, for a lot of people who are un, unfamiliar with kind of what you've been go, doing up uh, lately, obviously you've been with New England Revolution too. You all made mm -hmm. the transition from USL one uh, over to MLS Next. How, how was that transition for all you guys? Well, I think it's we haven't really changed us of who we are as Revolution mm -hmm. Two. Um, you know, obviously the league is different, and obviously the level is different, and also the opponents that we play against is different, right? It's the next pro is more like everyone's the same age, and also the times you know first team was coming down to the second team game. So obviously we sometimes see all the groups, but um, the league one there's more very better veterans and all the groups so sometimes we struggle with it and in the next pro i think they've done a good job of pulling the league together and now almost all the MLS team has a second teams and um so far i think this is a second year and i think um you know this is our first year that made it to the playoff which really you know obviously happy to be a part of well, I mean, I mean, look, obviously there's been a lot of success, you know, in regards to the revolution system from the from the first team, obviously, you know, down to the second team. And obviously, congratulations. Uh, unfortunate result uh, in that uh, in, in that playoff match. But, I, you know, but, you know, like you said, you know, that's a huge stepping stone 
for the mm -hmm. club and where it's going. Obviously, I see a lot of Revolution 2 players that are making it into U.S. national team pools now. Right. Um, so so there's a lot of great stuff going there. It also seems like you're doing a really good job, Yuta, of incorporating your youth academy goalkeepers into the two system. Why don't you speak a little bit about why that's important? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously the second team job is for us to, you know, get our young guys ready for the first team actions. And, and of course, our second team goalkeeper, um, we had a Nico and now we have Max. Those guys move up to the first team um, for trainings. So obviously we need those young guys to step up for us. And now those are the guys that are coming into a second team environment. And, um, you know, maybe they don't get the minutes, but also but they get exposed by the older groups. And I think it's when it comes to development, I think it's a huge the pace is different and also you have to think quicker than academy level and and again from next pro to the mls it's a different topic right like now you gotta think like this right so i think in terms of development i think it's huge for young guys to step in into our environment and challenge themselves and hopefully they get to be their first team um, player so i think it's it's important well, I mean, if you if you look at it and everything like that, you know, I mean, you're just the the amount of players that are moving on to the first team from second team environments, not just at New England Revolution, but other MLS teams is just mm -hmm. becoming so consistent and so consistent. It used to be one of the things that a lot of MLS, you know, two players would either move on and play USL championship or, um, you know, they would go off to college or, or whatever type of a thing. But it seems like. I mean, I'm just looking at, you know, uh, some of these consistent rosters and it's like guys going from the first team down to the twos to play on the weekend, but, you know, then popping right back up when there's an injury, it's just becoming so consistent. Obviously, it's more difficult as a goalkeeper, um, mm -hmm. but like what you were just talking about, like with Nico, right? Nico stepped right in, was signed by New England Revolution one and was and it was available to go. Right. And, I, you know, it was it was a little bit tough um, situation for him. You know, he is a little older, older guy. So, you know, times we had to privatize young guy um, to get more minutes. But also he is such a professional that when he's when he's not playing, he can push himself. And when he that's why when he gets the time, he's ready. And I think. It's difficult to find those players because um, I. Everyone wants to play. I get it, but sometimes the goalkeeper, obviously, not sometimes. The goalkeeper is only one spot, so whether you're not you're playing or you're not playing, but it's important for us to keep those guys engaging in a training environment or even match the environment and whatever it makes sense for them to you know be involved, engaged. And I'm you know, and I, I, Nico, I Nico was such an example of that. See, I love I love what you're saying about that because I think one of the things, obviously, it is difficult for a lot of older goalkeepers who are playing with twos. You know, maybe they're a first team player, maybe the third string goalkeeper on the first team, and they need to get reps, so they're going down and playing with the twos, and they're like, "Well, I've got, I've got a 12 year old in front of me. You know, I got a 16 year old in front of me. I got a 20 year old in front of me. You know, how do I stay engaged with these players?" Does it get frustrating sometimes because from a physical and a mental 
maturation process, they're so much farther ahead, or have they mm-hmm. really taken on more of a um, mentor role with these younger players? Right. And I think it's, it's important. Again, I think the second teams, it's actually works quite um, good when it comes to that. Cause again, it's, it's mix of young guy and older groups. Right. And then, so young guy can run, learn tons from older older guys and older guys can actually share some insights of how you deal with those difficulties and adversities and and let's say Jacob Jacob Jackson right he came down yeah. from first team get a lots of minutes of course times he doesn't want to be in the second team but in his development it it was needed so and he gets minutes he gets more confident now he's playing first team minutes and he's doing really good so i think you know i think we just need to understand where they are who they are you know so that's why you know i think the goalkeeper coach is important it's not about um focus on one one player we just need to look at every single players that in our in our um squad and we just need to talk to young guys older guys and whoever in your system See, and I think that's what that that's really important. And it seems like one of the things that you've done ever since you've come into New England Revolution is what is this your third or fourth year now there? Fourth year. Man, four years. I know. It's four years, man. And the first year you came in was like during the pandemic. So it was like right. everything was like online and virtual, everything right. like that. <laughs> but um yeah, it was, but, a, but it was you, a crazy you, time. I mean, but yeah, but even during that virtual time, you established immediately a culture with that with that youth program there, because because, Mm -hmm. you know, the way I look at it is that, you know, a lot of those young goalkeepers that came through the academy system who've gone on to twos really have been developed through your culture, the culture that you've you've developed there. And not only have I noticed that you've done it on the field, but you've done it off the field as well, too. It's been really Mm -hmm. important for them to feel like their own community. Right. Right. And then I think it's, you know. It's important, especially for me to show up to the academy training. I think it's a huge for those young guys. Obviously, unfortunately, I can't be there every single day. But times they go down, they understand, their goalkeeper understand who I am. So obviously, they're extra motivated. Like, if you do well, Coach Utah's up there. So maybe he can pull me into that, his session. Now, of course, if, if those players come into my system, our system now my job is for these guys to be in a first team so i think you know our goalkeeper coach in academy and obviously myself and first team kevin has done a great good job i think to create that foundation yeah and you know and and, and speaking of that foundation i think like one of the things when we talk about foundation is just the understanding of like what it takes to get these goalkeepers to the first team. And, right. and I think one of the difficult things a lot of the times for a goalkeeper coach on a reserve team or an academy team is they're thinking about this, this moment as an, okay, what's going to prepare this goalkeeper so that we can win this weekend. And yes, that is mm-hmm. important, but at the same time, you also need to kind of progress your training environment so that these goalkeepers will mature at the right time to play at the first team level. And is that, is that a difficult thing to kind of balance? Yeah, it's difficult, but also um, when I came in for the revolution organization, I was still 26. 
So very young uh, goalkeeper coach, and I'm still I'm still young. Wait, you were 26 years old when you got that position? Yeah, I was. So Man, fortunate. yeah. Man, and I'm already wow. you know, 31. So. Look at you now, man. Grizzled veteran, 31 years old with a kid oh, and a wife man. and everything like that. It's like you might as well, might as well just be – you might as well be Kevin, right, with a gray beard and everything, right? Well, I, I got some gray hairs over here. No, no way, dude. No way. Come on. Come on. But um, No, but, uh, you know, but, yeah, I, I think it's go ahead. You know, important for me to kind of understand what Kevin Hitchcock wants for his goalkeeper department. And my job is – make his job easier. So let's say Max Weinstein, second team goalkeeper, goes up to the first team environment. Nico Campuzano went up to his first team environment. They understand what Kevin is looking for. And because, you know, my session is similar to what he does or like, you know, something that he believes in. That's what I believe in as well. So kind of, you know, when they go up, it's not a surprise for them. So it's a smoothly transition into the first team environment. Also get coached by one of the great goalkeeper coach in the league. Well, I think, I think, you know, one of the things, and obviously, you know, there's, there's no, there's no arguing that in regards to the results of the goalkeepers that you've been producing there, you know, I mean, Turner, Petrovic, I mean, so many goalkeepers that are moving on to the, the next level, not saying that the MLS level isn't a good level, but mm -hmm. they're moving on to another level, uh, a different level. Let's just say, how about that? Um, yeah. but you know, I, I think that the thing is, is that a lot of times with young goalkeeper coaches is they think about what they want to do with the goalkeepers, as opposed to what are the demands of the first team environment for the goalkeeper? Cause maybe, and I'm not saying that this is true in, in new England, but maybe you disagree with something that the first team is doing, but yeah. But, but it's your job to stay on the same page because otherwise it's going to be unfair to that goalkeeper. And they're like, yeah, but Yuta was telling me blah, blah, blah. And now I'm being expected to blah, blah, blah. You know, So you have to be willing to be flexible, right? Absolutely. And I think that's, that's you know, second team coach comes in, right? Like now, obviously, a young goalkeeper has a, thinks differently than obviously how we think. So how we actually help them understand um what we see and again that's why it's important for me to be out with the first team when i can right now unfortunately unfortunately, unfortunately our season's done so i can be up with the first team more uh frequently so i can pick kevin's brain so now i get what he's trying to do in the specific um, scene scenarios so now that becomes my knowledge and then now like, you know, on the screen, it's important for me to understand how we go through the week based on what he believes in, what we believe in as goalkeeper, New England Revolution goalkeeper uh, system. Yeah. So let's let's go into this and uh, in today's topic. This is a really good topic. And, and one of the reasons that I chose this topic is because I've been seeing you posting a lot of content in regards to different types of times during the week, different types of training mm -hmm. environments uh, based on what the demands are for that coming weekend or whether you have a midweek game or anything like that. First off, you know, for people out there who kind of don't understand what we mean by 
match week progression. What do we mean by a progression through the week of your sessions? So progression for me is to prepare for the match day, which is either Wednesday, Thursday game or Saturday game. So whatever you do to make them ready. So obviously you can just shoot the ball at the goalkeeper Monday through Friday and ready for Saturday. Right. Or you can just do crosses all day or kicking all day on all week. So you just need to kind of prioritize what you do Monday, what you do Tuesday throughout yeah. the Friday all week. And one thing I've, I've noticed that you include, first off, right now we're going into preseason here. And obviously preseason is going to be a lot heavier load mm -hmm. from a standpoint of, of, a, of a sports performance load because you can. Uh, because there's, for lack of a better term, the stakes aren't as high from the from a game standpoint. So you can you can put a little bit more emphasis in that in that actual physical building of the body, right? Right. So again, you know, I think this is the time that we can use to get them or strengthening their body in a physically and a mental aspect, so that when the season comes in, they're ready to go. And I think the players need to be feel a little bit pressured or even physically a little bit fatigued um, for them to get ready for the, the season. And, and I think, you know, one of the things that I'm looking at here as I'm just looking at, and this is obviously from your preseason uh, th this past, this past year is that uh, you've got a lot of different specifics in each one of these groups here. Now I see a lot of young coaches and they're very general when they lay out a plan like this. And then the problem is I've seen you and you know, you tell me if you've seen this as well too, is then they get to the field and they don't remember what their actual game plan was because it was so general. You have literally laid it out so specific that when you show up that day, now, obviously you can make adjustments if need be, you know, based mm -hmm. on the fatigue level of the goalkeeper that you're seeing or any injuries or anything, but you already have a plan. Like these are the specific beats I want to hit during this se session. Right, correct. And of course, every coach has a different um, ways to approach the preseason, season, and postseason. But this is how I approach to the preseason and also to throughout the season. And I think it's important for me to categorize what we're trying to work on or get out of um, each day. And I think for me, is it's important for me to, again, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, like have a topic. So Again, like I'm not doing the same exercise every Mondays and Tuesdays, Wednesdays, but so that way player has their body is going to be more um, adjust into um, how we train and also get ready for the season game. And, and you know, one thing, it's, I love what you just said right there, Yuda, because I've seen a lot and I've made this mistake as a younger goalkeeper as well, too, is that I'll go, oh, I've set up my progressions for the preseason for, let's just say college, you know, uh, during double days for the first couple weeks. And mm -hmm. then you just start focusing on doing activities as opposed to, you know, the actual actions and the scenarios that we want to work on in games. Because mm -hmm. I've started realizing as I've gotten older as a coach, the activities really don't matter. It's about what am I trying to get out of these activities? Correct. Yeah, 100%. And, and I think, you know, I think goalkeepers are not the tools, right? So they're obviously players and human. So we just need to understand um, their body, uh, mental, 
strength. And that's why I put it down on the outside of the box, high cognitive load, low cognitive load. What's their RPE or how, how tired they are? So based on that, I can tweak the load of exercise. And let's say most what we do is basically Tuesdays are the highest load day. So the next day is going to be a little bit lighter, right? So I just need to understand with physically and mentally. So for me, by doing this, understands each week, okay, the players are feeling this this week. What about the next week? If you're doing the same thing, I put it down, map it out. I understand players more. Yeah. You know, and and I think, by the way, that I I love the fact that you put this RPE down here because I think that's really important for for coaches to see that, that you need to know what you're expecting out of that session based on the level of activity and based on the level of fatigue of the goalkeeper, how fresh they are and and what you want out of them. You know, I see so many goalkeeper coaches and I think, you know, one of the most difficult things you to, and obviously it's a little bit different in an academy environment because you're with a professional club, but let's take an independent youth club. A lot of times an independent youth club, every goalkeeper is on a different page on where they are. They might, one might have a game tomorrow. The other one might have a game three days from now. So how do you, how do you work in that environment? Uh, I think again, same thing, like, in the beginning, what we say, like, we just need to figure out what you want to get out, get out of um, the week, right? If the game is in three days, all right, so how can we, how can we make a session to prepare for the game day, right? So again, like, you just need to start from backwards, all right? So minus one, all right, what do you want to do? Minus two, what do you want to do? Minus three, okay. So now, if you have a five days, all right, minus five, we can do this because, we have a, you know tons of times. But times, again, midweek, we don't have two dates. All right, so sometimes you got to sacrifice something. Let's say you got to sacrifice high load, power day, or even mid load, right? We just need to focus on crosses and uh, confidence build phase, or times just the re-entering and crosses. So I think it's important for us to kind of understand and figure out what you want to get out week. You know, and I love, I love what you said in regards to like, you have to sacrifice because the thing is, it's not about you as the goalkeeper coach. It's about not only what the the goalkeeper needs, but also what the team needs. And Correct. and you have to be willing to be flexible about that. Now, speaking of that, let's move on here. So now, now we're talking about, this is near the end of the season, right? So now right. these goalkeepers, I don't want to say they've been beat up, but they've gone through an entire grind of a season so um they've had a lot a lot a lot of mileage on those tires and everything like that and is that affecting when you say like high load now on a tuesday in august versus mm-hmm. high load in february is that is that different or is that the same foundation is the same but of okay. course the exercise i do is a slightly different obviously i can't really do the same thing that i did on february um because again, like you said, they're more tired, fatigued, because mentally and physically. So I just need to understand where they are. And again, that's why it's important for me to kind of um, put the RPE and hearing from how, how their body is, right? And so that way I can put that exercise together, like based on where they are physically and mentally. But foundation yeah. for me is the same. 
Okay. So that, okay. So that, that's, that's good to know. And then, but it's, but in the, and it's up to you to gauge kind of what that means based on what the, what the, what, what their experiences have been and everything like that. I noticed that in, when we go back to preseason, right? Mm-hmm. There's no, there, there is a, there's a regeneration day on a Sunday with film, mm-hmm. but during the week, I notice there's a day that's just off, like nothing at all. Does that mean no film work, no preparation, or or is there some of that? I just didn't have a <laughs> space to put the okay. film down. But basically, <laughs> basically, when we come back from off, we do obviously the team meet, uh, team film, and also individual film. So mm-hmm. let's say we have a game on Sunday, and then we have let's say Monday sometimes off. Tuesday comes in, then we do film, uh, the whole team film and also individual film. So yeah. now it's okay. So, the, so, so I, I got that. Okay. Cause I just wasn't sure if it was like, because you know, and there's been a lot of talk about mental health and everything like that. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, Owen Cornell, you know, at, at Notre Dame brought this up in regards to the college season, which is very frantic. It's just game after game after game mm-hmm. is that there's no time to just shut down and not do anything football related whatsoever. Do you think that's important for your young goalkeepers to, to have some time where they're just not focused on the game? Yeah, I think it's, you know, I think it's every level. I think it's important for um, films. I think it's for, for me, it's important. The best tool that you can see you can have, because okay. again, like whatever we say, if you don't see it on your own eyes, I don't like we we don't get it right like so now yeah. if you use that film and if now everything makes sense oh that's what coach is telling me now I see what he's talking about right and I think it's important for any even veterans or young ones I think it's important for anybody to see what you're doing right wrong okay what's the other options and and, and one thing that I what I really like that you have right here in regards to like um right and wrong is that you have on uh saturday right before the match day on sunday mm-hmm. confidence building and that's something that i think a lot of young goalkeeper coaches need to hear because i've seen so many goalkeeper coaches day before a match or pre-game a match and they're still coaching they're still coaching mm-hmm. and giving and breaking things down but that actually does a negative effect on the goalkeeper right i think so i think or negative, or maybe confuse them uh, yeah. in a better words. I think okay. for me, again, um, I think it's even college level as well. It, let's say game day is Sunday. For me, Saturday, it's all about it's all about him. It's all about the player who's playing. Whatever we do needs to make sense for the player who's playing and also get them ready for physically and mentally right i think that's huge for me physically and mentally ready for that game day yeah and and i think you know everybody's different in regards to what they need to physically and mentally get ready for the game day i think i think a struggle i've had in the past is well you know i know that the number one needs this but the number two needs this and then i start getting confused then i and i start overthinking it and i go oh but I'm going to do this for this. I'm going to do this for this, but I'm going to do this for this, but you can't, you really have to serve for the number one, right? Yes. Like, again, I think maybe, maybe that's how I approach and mm-hmm. maybe, you know, different cultures, a different approach, but for me, especially like, you know, 
where I am right now, I think it's important. Obviously, it's not all about result, but again, results is matter, right? So how how can you actually get ready for three points? And then for me, it's whatever I can do to make our goalkeeper ready, which is for me is the confidence's biggest thing. Yeah, and I think I mean the confidence is like uh, you know I, I I actually had this conversation with a young goalkeeper yesterday, and she was like, "What can I do better here? What can I do better here? What can I do better here?" And I said, "Well, you were successful in the action. You made the save." She's like, "Yeah, but it wasn't the right save." I said, "But it was a save." So don't focus on the negative if you perform the action. Because when I was younger, I used to be like, oh, well, your hands should have been like this and you should have steered it like that and your footwork should have been like that. And then the goalkeeper starts thinking more about trying to do something right, quote unquote, in a game, as opposed to just just using that as a tool to be successful. Um, Do you kind of approach it the same same way with your goalkeepers, especially with a grinding season like this? Yeah, and I think, you know, I can coach our players minus five, minus four, minus three, right? So here, this is what we're talking about. You got to use your feet. You got to, you know, you got to make a better decision, right? But again, minus the minus one for me is, especially minus one for me is, let's say goalkeeper making mistakes or make safe that he thinks he should have done better. But for me, how can you actually tell them, manipulate their brain, you did actually a great job? And so that way, oh, I did it. Okay, I did a great save. I made a great save, right? So now that becomes his confidence. So now on a game day, all right, I feel so good. Let's go. In, but vice versa, let's say if you just keep telling them, I think you should do this, you should have done this. Now on a game day, goalkeeper's like, uh, I think I should have done you know, maybe I should yep. have one more one more reps to make myself confident, right? So for me, that's not how we approach, how I approach. No, because the thing is, I think, you know, one of the things too is that like, I just think that we need to, first off, when we're talking about youth players, you know, obviously, you know, when you're talking about MLS, you know, MLS Next Pro, a little bit older, you know, situation than the academy players. But when you're talking about the academy players, you're trying to develop confident young men moving forward in their lives in all actions, which will translate into goalkeeping. Um, so it's your job to make them believe in themselves, right? Correct. I, th- I think so. Yeah. 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 Um, I want to talk about this here because this is now the middle of the season, as opposed to what we were sh- showing here earlier, which is preseason. And then obviously this was, whoops, little bit later later in the season uh right here but here you're talking about the middle of the season in my mm-hmm. mind this is the most difficult time to coach because you're so for lack of a better term like you're burned out because you've been going through right. three four months and it feels like the season's never gonna end especially if you're talking about a first-time pro who's never been in an environment like this before let's just say they didn't come through a professional uh, club academy. They just came from college where it's a three-month season. Do you find it the same thing? And, and how do you deal with that burnout situation around June with these goalkeepers? Again, I think that's why it's important for me to track where they are. Um, 
mentally and physically, right? So they don't feel um, burned, right? So again, yeah. I think it's it's I think it's that's a coaching skills from pre, uh, preseason throughout the whole year, and how can you actually um, prepare for each games? For me, each game is uh, I need to approach every single game same way. Doesn't matter if it's the beginning of the game or at the end of the game. What I do, what we do for as a goalkeeper coaches, again, make them get ready for the game day. So even if they're the two games in a week, for me, it's the same approach. Minus one, you got to make them ready um, for the game day, right? And let's say this, this week, right? We had a game on Wednesday, right? Home game. And then Thursday, obviously region. So gym and ice bath, tub, whatever, whatever, you know, whatever makes sense for them to kind of relax and regenerate. And then Friday and Saturday, they they have to get going again. So now for me, I'm, I need to understand again, let's say if Nico is playing or Max is playing, I need to understand where they are as a physically and mentally. If they're really sore or mentally fatigued, I, I need to pull them out from training. So now it's the younger goalkeeper comes in, academy goalkeeper comes in and help that spot. So you as a goalkeeper coach need to understand where they are and it's okay to pull them out. And then of course they want to go. Young goalkeeper wants to go, right? Let's say Max, yeah. he wants to go, boom, boom, boom. But sometimes you got to, you gotta put him aside. Hey, you're gonna have a, you have a you you're, you have a game this weekend, right? Just relax, all right? You're gonna get minutes, all right? You're gonna be playing good, so you just need to step back and just rest a little bit, right? And then minus one, all right? That's your day, right? You know, so, and I, I, you know, I go ahead. So that's why I think it's important for me to understand where they are physically, and mentally, and, and that's it for me is a huge uh, component as a goalkeeper coach, you need to understand who you have, where they, where Hold they on. are. Speaking of where they are, we have the one and only Saskia Weber with us here. Hey, Saskia. Hey, how are you? <laughs> good. It's, it's been a long time. Right? How are you doing? <laughs> very good. Very good. Baby's we were, walking, uh, uh, running around with the ball. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh my, oh my God. The baby, the baby's incredible. The ba baby's already got some athletic genes. You can see it uh, <laughs> with, the, with the baby running around. But um, we were just talking, Saskia, just in regards to, and I think this is actually a, a really important thing, Yuta, what you just brought up about young goalkeepers want to keep going and going and going and going. And, and Saskia, I can't tell you how many times I've had a young goalkeeper be like, hey, can we train? Can we train tomorrow? I'm like, oh, I thought you had a game. They're like, yeah, I have a game in the afternoon. Yeah. I'm like, but why Why do you want to train? So, like, oh, I just want to work on this. I'm like, why? But do you realize the whole point of training is to work on things and then recover so that you're fresh for the game and to be able to do the game? All you're doing is now is making it more difficult for you to perform in the game later on. Yeah, I think that some of that, depending on the level and where they're coming from, that mindset, mm -hmm. it's a great, you know, it's a great mindset to have, you know, to want to train and stuff like that. I think some of it's coming from the lack of training that they're getting at whether it's their club or wherever it is. So they feel they don't feel prepared. So it's like if they're going to an outside source and saying, I need to train 
I need to, you know, you know, maybe they don't get a good, good warm up pregame. Maybe like there are a lot of things that might go like be a factor in there. I agree. You shouldn't be doing an outside training session, you know, the day of a game and stuff. But I think the good thing is to ask why, you know, why, right. why do you feel the need for that? Like what, it, what then, is it that's lacking? And I think if, if our player, my goalkeepers actually came after me, come up to me on a game day, asking more session, mm -hmm. I think then I realized I failed my job because minus yeah. one, I didn't make them ready. Right. So for me, again, minus one is a confidence build phase, which is very important. So the goal is to have extra training on game day to get ready. Yeah, yeah I mean, I th the I only just... thing, it might be something where in a warm-up, your keeper could say to you, I feel like I need to focus on this a little bit more. I'm not ready for mm -hmm. this. Or I'm, I'm, I'm staying 100%. in longer on my flow of my shot handling or my crosses. Like, Because, you know, usually with my warm-ups, like the starting keeper dictates the amount of reps and stuff that they want until I feel that they're overloading themselves and I'll be like, you need to step out. But like, that's fine. But yeah, I agree with you to that. If you're getting your keepers coming to you saying I need to train before a game or certain times, and you have to look at your, what you're doing as well. Right. Yeah. yeah. And um, I, think, I want to throw this, you know, go ahead, Sergio. sorry. Um, I was going to say on a game day, um, again, for me, it's very important for obviously goalkeeper, right? The warm up. So what Kevin Hitchcock from the first team always tell me is that uh, it's not about you as a goalkeeper coach. It's about the mm -hmm. goalkeeper who's playing. So, you know, last four years, I've been thinking about, let's say, angle shots, right? Can I hit the ball, you know, top bins, but the goalkeeper can make that save, right? So, of course, like we're not the uh, machine, so I can do 10 out of 10. But on game day and angle finishing, I don't like to score from angles. But I want to push them mm -hmm. to the area that can actually they can make stretch to save that, which gives them more extra confidence. Yeah, and I've said that to Mike so many times. Like you watch, <laughs> we were just talking about this. You watch like a club warm up, or you watch a warm up. You know the the old school like line up the the attackers at the end of warm up and let, let them shoot the ball and bury it, or, or you do like a near far slot drill, which isn't at game pace. Which you know people are taking four touches in the box if they screw up and burying the keeper into the back of the net. And I'm like, what confidence? What are you instilling in your keeper right now? You're blowing your keeper right before you take the field into the back of the net in your warm up, like you just shot her confidence, you know. And a lot of times, like I'll look, I'll watch that drill, and like if when the keeper comes up with a big save or something, like I'll pull him. I'm like, you're done. And right. and I always tell them, do you have to end on a high? But I hate drills like that, especially in pregame and warm up, where you're bearing the ball into the upper 90. Great. I'm glad you feel confident. You didn't do it at game pace. You didn't do it with any pressure on you, but you just destroyed the keeper's confidence. Right. So. 100%. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I want to I want to show this right here. I want to show a little bit of a of a typical week. Um, for you to with his which is progressions here. So this is this is Monday. So I'm guessing this is match day minus four. four five, is that what yes, depends depends on the week. Yeah, okay. this is I think the okay. match day minus five. 
Okay. So break us down. What is what is going on here? So they came back from off, right? So basically they're working on back into work. So, you know, typically I don't want them to dive so many times. I want them to use their feet, see the ball, catching the ball, right? And of course, times happens. But again, lots of times, um, use their feet, catch the ball. So it's not a lot of um, high physical demand. Yeah. See, and I, just going back to right here, you know, like even just this simple activity right here, like, like, you know, you were talking about, about keeping it comfortable. Like they are coming back into it after, after, let's just say you just had a, a flight or anything like that. Saskia, you know, this with the college game, you know, and you know, UCLA will be flying six hours just to, just for a regular season game next year uh, and everything. But, you know, just getting them in, into a position where they want to get back at it here and they, they want to feel like they're accomplishing and being successful. Um, do you think that's kind of important on, on a Monday? Susk? Absolutely. I mean, it's muscle memory. It's, it's loosening them up. It's, it's just kind of like, but at the same time, you're just mimicking what you're, you're still, I mean, what, what do you want? Do you want to come in on a Monday and fly him to the upper 90? How realistic is that in reality right. anyway? How many goals do you actually save in the upper 90? What you're doing here is just reinstilling um, good, good mechanics, good footwork. And right. this is a normal movement and what you're doing in a game anyway, you know? So it, it should be a part of whether it's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you might get that keeper. Okay. Let's say you had a Sunday game and keepers don't have off Monday or whatever. And you have keepers that haven't played. So you might have field players that haven't played. And like a lot of coaches and teams will come out and say they're going to do small-sided games or something like that mm -hmm. with the players that didn't play to get them. But you still need time to activate your keepers, get some touches in, get there. Because they've been sitting. They've been sitting. Right? Right. Actually, that's a really good point, Yuda, is that only one goalkeeper played that weekend. So okay. the other goalkeepers are, 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 ready, are ready to go. Um, let's uh, – Let's leave here and let's go to the next day. I think you got right. So Tuesday, Tuesday here. for me is yeah. a power day. So prior to this, mm -hmm. they were in the gym. So they're doing a little bit lower body strengthening. So when they came in, came onto the pitch, um, I did a sprint, but you have to use the ball for me. You have to use the ball to kind of, can you go back? Um, can you go back to the beginning of the yeah, Tuesday yeah, yeah, yeah. session? Yeah, so at the beginning so of the session. I don't know if session. you can see it. Yeah, if you, I don't know if you can see, but boys are coming from the right side of the screen. So we hit the gym in in the gym, lower body. So now actually imagine the ball comes out behind the back line. So now you want to get to that ball mm -hmm. before the opponent comes. So I can just simply, you know, make them run. But for me, that's not really ideal and realistic. So whatever it makes sense for these guys to see the game realistic situation, which is to use the ball. So ball gives the cue. I I love that, man. This is uh I've actually done this before too. And and you know, one of the things about it is now, especially with younger goalkeeper Suskia, is like now it becomes game related as opposed to just I'm running. I'm just running sprints. Mm -hmm. Like now there's a purpose to to the action. You know, and now there's a goal of getting there before you know before the ball leaves the area that sort of thing no absolutely 
Anytime yeah. my, for your mental side, when you can incorporate something game realistic mm-hmm. and not just robotic, like it's good, you know? And then yeah, typically Tuesday is high load, less cognitive load. So a lot of repetitions and, you know, they're going to be tired. I'm looking at probably RP eight to nine out of 10. Wow. So lots of reps. Yeah. So lots of footwork so is- catches. Now, obviously this changes if you have a midweek game, right? So if you've got a midweek Correct. game. A mid- you're, midweek you're- game, I-, I wouldn't do this. That okay. will destroy and- players. So, so what happens if, with a midweek game? Because now you're talking about if you've got two games on a week as opposed to just one game on a week, do you get mm-hmm. rid of this session completely that week? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, again, let's say Wednesday game, right? Again, minus one for me is a confidence build. So, Tuesday is typically confidence build if you have a game on Wednesday. And then Monday, we do crosses uh, or region, right? So... Yeah. So this is still Tuesday right here. So now you're. Yes. So now so it's just a lot of reps. exercise, but yes. But again, lots of, uh, f- for me, catching the ball is important. Mm-hmm. Yes. In the game, you got to make a decision, but if you don't know what ball you can catch, it's difficult for them to understand. All right. What can I actually catch? So for me, yeah. I want, especially training, I want them to catch it. Yeah. You know, and then and that, that's something that Suski is obviously huge on. And, and yes, you're not going to catch everything in the game, but you need to develop, you need to develop those skills so that you're doing the best job you can to handle the shots that you, that you can handle. Right. No, and then I, if you don't bring two hands, like if you just only bring one hand, there's only one option. But if you mm-hmm. bring two hands, you have automatically mm-hmm. two options, parry or catch. Right. So now you're going to make a decision. So. Absolutely. Um, all right, let's move to Wednesday here. So now Wednesday, so you've got a game on Saturday, I'm guessing. Sunday. So you got, Sorry. Sunday. Uh, yeah, Sunday. Okay. Is Sunday. Sunday? Sorry, okay. Saturday. 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 Sorry. So I'm guessing Tuesday, they're exhausted from Tuesday. Like Tuesday, yeah. physically, their body's beat up. So now what happens with Wednesday? Wednesday, it's, you know, Times what I'm working on is I don't really get uh, minus five, five days build. But when I get five build, I use this time as a, I call it free topic day. So times just the angle shots times one v one. So this day I use this one v one scenarios. So start from you know breaking every single thing down before we get to the goal exercise. I love what you just said right there because you're in a position now where you have that. I, I don't want to say like, it's an extra, it's a, it's a free day, Suskia, but it's, it's kind of like a, it's a day where you can explore and there's no, there's no consequences for that day yet because you still have a couple days to recover. Um, you're, they're not going to be in their head about a topic uh, because there's still a couple days, you know, a- any thoughts on that? Well, I think that if this is his, like, I think it's a good progression period up into a weekend game, you know, um, like, you know, you want to touch, you want to touch on everything during the week. And there will be a time when you touch on some, whatever, some, if you're starting to notice um, repetitive deficiencies during games, 
you'll touch on that during the week too. But if, if there's a flow to the week and you kind of touch on every single aspect you need to as a goalkeeper, well-rounded, then they're going to go into the game on Saturday or on Sunday feeling confident. Yeah. Like we always, way, had, we always had, I knew like playing for New York, I knew everything. Like we always had a regiment. Like I knew coming mm -hmm. in, I knew certain days, I knew what we would work on. And I knew there were certain days that we'd touch on like, you know, other things. Yeah. You and then times like I don't have uh five days build time. A lot of times right. we do four days build. So, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes I don't, we don't really do one V one, but when I get that, you know, those five days build, I use the time to do, Sometimes, you know, things that sometimes we only yeah. get to work sometimes. Yeah, you know, um, I, I want to talk about this. First off, by the way, phenomenal discipline by your goalkeepers here on the 1v1s here. I mean, they're not falling on the ground. They're not spreading on their butt. They're, they're, they're nice and tight in holding position and, 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 for, and forcing the players and, into different positions where they're, they're uncomfortable. Like, it's just really, really textbook, Yuta. So kudos to your goalkeepers uh, on these actions right here. Um, but I, I want to touch on just kind of the simple fact that what about previewing what you're going to be doing the next day? Is this a, is this a long conversation with your goalkeepers, especially at your level, you know, the, the next day um, being like, Hey, this is what the goal of tomorrow is. This is what we're going to be doing. Or is it more like when they show up that day, you kind of, you kind of present it to them. Well, when I, well, you know, I think that's, that's, you know, when I said it, foundation doesn't really change, even if it's a preseason or in season, so the players that understanding uh, this day is actually work day. Uh, this day is a cross day, which is minus two a lot of times, minus one confidence build. So again, I don't do the exact same training every time, but they understand, all right, this day, they can actually like think about, oh, this is minus one. So confidence build phase. So yes, of yeah. course, I have to talk to them before the training, but they understand actually, what we're trying to get out of um, now today. We now mo moving on to Thursday here. So you got a game on Saturday. So this is the, your last real training day, right? Before before you kind of do the confidence build. Is that correct? Yes, correct. Okay, okay. So now it looks like this is a this is this is a, a, a crossing day. So again, is this another topic day, or is it is there a specific reason for why you're doing crosses today? Well, again, like I have to cover everything, right? Like throughout week, mm -hmm. Monday was a re-entry. So basically lots of footwork and handlings and, you know, building a foundation and Tuesday, the power day, Wednesday, if we have Wednesday with a one day one. So last two days, what do we have? What do, you, what do we need to cover? All right, one day needs to be crosses because I can't get rid of the confidence build. So Thursday automatically for me is a cross. So after this day, you actually covered everything you need to cover for the game. Oh, I love that. So then Friday now you can just do confidence build. Thoughts on that? No, I did. A, I did similar. My Friday was definitely like a confidence build. Like it would be a whether it was just in the goalkeeper group, like um, a competitive goal, like some sort of like intense but fun goalkeeper game i wouldn't say keeper wars but something like mm -hmm. just to build that intensity that confidence that focus everything yeah. absolutely because you can't like you want to switch it on as well right. like right. i think that the day before like if you're 
if it's because a lot of times for the team the day before is like walkthroughs so it'll be like corner kicks restarts mm-hmm. you know it might be like a light session like stuff like that and i just feel that goalkeepers for me i think that it should be like you got to snap them in you know? right. like 100 yeah i think it should be different. yeah so So I'm looking, I'm looking at the load here for Friday and everything's like right in the bubble right here. They look Mm -hmm. really comfortable and smooth and relaxed. What I, what Um, I, what I do is basically four yards goal. So especially for me, if you can, if you can cover four yards, right. Basically you can cover a lot of um, space in the goal. Yes. The goal is eight yards wide, but if you're in the right spot, if you think about four yards, even this angle shot. Right, totally four yards. agree with you. And then even the first one, first phase, four yards, half and a half. So again, I want them to think about just focus on saving the four yards. Mm-hmm. If you do that, you can actually increase your uh, saving uh, percentage, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, totally, I, I, to, I absolutely totally agree with you, and I do the same thing. And especially mm-hmm. if you're, you know, you emphasize the proper positioning and footwork. If you can cover cover the majority of the four yards, depending on the shot and the angle and stuff, but if you can cover it on your feet as well, or with a, just a controlled collapse dive um, and get there, then you know you can cover the rest of it if you have to take a power step and, cro- and cover the rest of the angle. And so right. I totally agree with you that, that if you can cover that four yards solidly, two hands to the ball, holding the ball and everything, you're in good shape for the full goal. You know, and I, I love one thing as, a, as it's kind of coming back to the to the the first day here and everything like that. But like, I love what you were just saying there, both of you, because I see so many goalkeepers, especially young goalkeepers, especially like we're talking about, like, let's say 12, 13 foundational age still where they're getting into the, the big goal for the first time. And their mindset is I have to cover this entire goal. And it freaks them out because there's like there's no way, especially at that age, that they're they're going to be able to cover cover the entire goal. So, you know, breaking it down into segments and and also, you know, making sure that when you are doing any sort of activities that you're just making sure that they can be successful in the areas that they can actually reach, I think is so important. You know, it's more of a rhetorical then, question. Yeah, <laughs> ahead, and Steve. I guess I think it's important for you know for us to get them understand those angles that. Yeah. skill as well right positioning mm-hmm. and i think a lot of young young goalkeeper like you said sometimes they are overwhelmed by the the size of the goal right but again i think it's important for us to under, make them understand you have to be in the right spot that you don't need to be six foot three to cover a whole goal again yeah. even yeah. highest level you cover a whole goal but what you yeah. have is defenders right and also if you're if you're in the right spot, right? If you have a confident, you can actually save so many. And then confidence for me is a skill as well. How actually, you know, manipulate your confidence level to the game day. So that's, I think, it's a you know, goalkeeper coach needs to come in and help them get ready. I mean, technically, Go the goal is never the whole goal. Like, you know, it never is and it never should be because of the angles, because of your positioning, like you just said, because of where defenders are, because of where the the ball is. It's never the whole goal. 
<laughs> so I, I love what you just said right there because it, it actually is you're actually right. You're never defending the entire I've never thought about that before. Wow, Susk. It's a mind blowing. I mean, unless, unless it's a PK, maybe you could argue that that's defending the whole goal. But other than that, they're, they're, you're never defending the whole goal. And it, even no. it could be a free kick from outside the box that's straight on. It's still you're still going to put your wall a certain way. You're still going to be off your line a little bit. So it's never the full yardage. <laughs> so. Right. And then Man. that's why I think notice from a lot of young goalkeepers, even our academy system, goalkeepers sometimes don't talk. Right. When the ball is up in their attacking half. For me, is you have to think of the defense, right? Like, what if? What if you lose the ball? Are we are we ready to defend, right? When they oh, when opponents or when opponents have the ball, right, and they're actually about to shoot, how can we ready? Not only by goalkeeping skill, but how can you talk to defender? Help me covering the goal. So for me, is a communication is again a big tool and big skill. Yeah, you know, Becky Tweed made a really good comment when she took over um, Angel when she took over Angel City from Freya. One of the things that we had talked about with her was that their big thing was that their defenders needed to make needed to make Didi's job easier for her. They weren't making Didi's job easier. They weren't pressuring the ball right. They weren't taking up the proper spaces. So Didi had a lot to do. And now Angelina. And so, like, it, so you have to position yourself as a defender and you have to, as a goalkeeper, position your defenders. Number one, don't be reactive, be proactive, do it before the breakdown happens. So when the breakdown happens, that space is already utilized. And two, like, Make the situation as, as easy for, for everybody as possible. The angle is possible. Make it obvious, you know. And the fact that um, Becky had realized they weren't doing that, which is why there were so many goals or Didi was having such a hard time, and they changed that, which is huge. Not many yeah. field player coaches, not many field coaches realize that. Sorry. <laughs> no. Um, all right. Let's. I want to go into these. Yuda, how are you doing on time, by the way? Because I know that you need to get home to your oh, daughter no at some point. Okay, okay. All right. Um, yeah. So let's go into, into these actions here because I want to share these to kind of give an example of like now we've gone through the entire week. We've prepared for the, the game. Now we got the game and now we're going to kind of see how everything kind of comes together. So this is against Philadelphia so, Union. Yeah. Before before we sure. go this one, um, this sure. we have to talk about have to talk about the backgrounds. So Nico Camposano is in the net. Right. And Jacob Jackson from first team usually comes down to play second team game. But this day, he wasn't available. So Nico had to step up, right? That's why for me, that prioritization and also, you know, keep keep the goalkeeper engaged throughout the seasons is such an important. Because this, this teammate actually got us three points. Wow. I mean, so no, that thank you for bringing that context to it because I, I would not have uh, brought that same color to it, uh, which is why it's important to have you here uh, while we break these down here. Um, so this is, this is obviously, I mean, you can talk about it, but basically it's Ruffinello dribbles from midfield directly mm -hmm. at goal. And it's a shot with pace from distance. And Nico just gets just a touch on it to hit it off the crossbar. But then... He recognizes the dangerous area, comes across, covers that space. And like Suskia was talking about, you're never defending the entire goal. You're breaking it into mm -hmm. segments. So he's ready for this layoff. 
here and makes another great, brilliant save with the top hand over the bar. Um, just massive. Um, so let's let's go back to the very be beginning of this. What what are they seeing right here? And then Saskia, if you can add on. Sorry, is it frozen? No, no, I can't. Oh, I said. Okay, sorry about that. I think you froze for a second here. So, what is he seeing first off before this shot is hit when the dribble when the dribble is coming? Well, first thing first, um, obviously, Rafinha is such a great um, finisher, right? So even a scouting, we told them if he has a spot in front, he's going to shoot. So obviously, Nico knew if Rafinha had a it's up in front, he 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 knew he was going to shoot. He's ready for the shot. And then actually our defender didn't really step. Our left mm. back actually stepped for it. So, you know, he knew that, you know, he had to make a save. And actually the ball was like moving so much we could see from the side. So wow. And then again, it's important, right? Doesn't matter where the ball is, if the shooter is about to shoot, you have to you have to set. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what position you are in. Because that's gonna make the change, difference. Yeah, that's a nasty shot right there. So excuse it not. <laughs> no, and I agree with you. To like you, like Tony used to always say, it's better to be set and out of position than moving. Um, and you know, because that's how you're gonna give yourself the opportunity. And and you know, yeah. it's it's a pill of a shot, and I'm sure it had a ton of movement on it. But I like his positioning and yeah. his distance off the line as well. If he's a little deeper, that could that could beat him because it could dip up and down yeah, over top 100%. of it. You know, so so I think his positioning is spot on. But then, like Mike said, I love the reaction here. You can see his eyes are on the ball because his head follows the ball to the crossbar, right? So you could see that. So that's automatic that's focus. It's automatically focused. That's so he, yeah, instinctually, just he sees it comes off. Gets right back up and puts himself back in position, body weight set, and, and he's just in position for the next save. So it's just ta textbook goalkeeping. And, and again, it's yeah, just micro again, movements like this, here. This instant here. Yeah. Boom. One thing just I was cover maybe right like there. You know, the second second one when the opponents get the ball, maybe he was a little bit too, too far near the goal. But again, yeah. That's what I, I told mean, him. But yeah. Again, I think, again, you know, he was using defender to protect the goal together. Yeah, because a split second before the defender had that angle. So, and because he keeps moving over the far defender. Mm -hmm. So if you see, he has it here. So there's nothing far post. Mm -hmm. And then he takes a step at the last second. But um, right. yeah, if you're going to get nitpicky, he could have been a little more central. <laughs> so. yeah. yeah, and then again, that's why such important because again if he was playing daily basis maybe he could have done better but again he hadn't played maybe five six seven games prior to that so you know he had you know his name's just called up and had to perform so like i was uh, i was so happy for him because it's it's, yeah. it's difficult for perform 100 percent when you don't really get the minutes right but again, in the beginning, I said about Nico, he was such a professional that each and every day he treated the same. Right. So doesn't matter he knew no. whether he was going to play or not. Right. He approached the same way. That actually. And, and, and you have to. Yeah. 
and, you and, never and know I think when, you never know when your time's going to come. And you know, field players, you get played in fifteen minutes here, ten minutes here, and stuff like that. So you get some rhythm every once in a while. But you never know as a goalkeeper. You never know if it's going to be for the rest of the season. And you have right. to prepare as if you're going to play that weekend. And mentally, exactly. I know that's hard, but you still have to do it. Yeah. Now. I want to say this really quickly, Yuda. First off, you know, such a great point in regards to understanding your number one who's been playing consistently and and a goalkeeper that mm -hmm. has not been playing consistently and how you're going to coach them after mm -hmm. an action in a game. Because if there's somebody that holds a certain standard because you've been seeing that trend over and over again, or somebody that's just thrown into the mix, from a behavior standpoint, you've got to, you've got to adjust your coaching so that they stay confident and sharp moving forward if you need them. You know, right, if you absolutely. get nitpicky with him right there, well, he's going to be like, well, man, I mean, I just got thrown in. What do you want from me? At least that's right. how I would be. And then again, he's I probably think, more professional. You know, it, it's again, like I say, it's difficult for anyone to step in. You know, if you don't see the pitch for a long time and just on that day, Nico was called up, right? Nico, you're going to be playing, right? So now, of course, he's mentally, he's mentally ready, but at the same time, he doesn't really haven't really seen the game for a long time. So, you know, yes, there is something that he could have done better. But at the same time, if he was getting more minutes consistent, right, maybe he could have obviously it's a different story. So yeah. Um, well let's let's uh let, let's start wrapping this up right here. Um I just want to show this last action here because shout out to Nico, by the way, man. It's not easy to come into these yeah, scenarios. Nico. Yeah, no, you know, but we're seeing, but we're seeing it more and more, you know, as an analyst and stuff like that. You're looking at the goalkeepers that have stepped up this year, that have caught, got called on at the last minute, mm -hmm. and how they performed and if they're prepared. Your Angelina Andersons, you know, um, all the goalkeepers for New York, like, like you know, like you're just and and other teams and other like organizations take notice of that. And yeah. they see that because it shows something about one, your goalkeeper coach, two, your professionalism that you were ready to go. Period. Right. You know? Yeah. So um, good job, I want to play I want to play this last clip right here from the 93rd minute. And then I think Susk needs to take off, but maybe you will we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up together here. Uh, Susk, thanks for taking the time on a busy morning. No, absolutely. I, 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 I appreciate yeah, thank it. You. One, this was 100% my fault. I put it in my calendar at a different time and scheduled other things. And I was like, wait a minute, because Mike, because <laughs> Mike, you always send like, a, you always send a hello email, like a half yeah. an hour before the show. And I was like, yeah. out and I'm like, why is he sending the hello? Email? Like, <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God, I did this wrong. So I was like frantic. So I moved stuff around and I ran home really quick. So I'm really apologize for that. Cause I love, talking with you, Yuda. So I, I'm sorry. Yeah, about that. <laughs> well, you know, you're going to be able to talk to you. You could send it for office hours with Yuda too on the union. I, know, I so can work on promises, yeah. practicing my Japanese again, <laughs> getting a good, getting a good economy, recipe, stuff like that. You know. oh, there you go. Um, um, okay. So this is a 93rd minute. So now talking about again, you know, backup goalkeeper coming into the situation, 93rd minute, trying to reserve, you know, trying to, trying to preserve this game. This is a cutback, I think, into the box from Pierre uh, to Sal Olivas inside the six. Great save, great footwork, great shape, touch, and just shovels it out of the goal. That is big-time world-class right there. 
You know, talk about having a goalkeeping culture, Yuta. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're the number one, number two, number three at New England Revolution. You're gonna, you're going to be coming in, and you're going to be you're going to be performing. This is massive, man. Yeah, and again, you know, I think it's it's important, right? This save, I think, um, I think it was a re-entry day Monday, right? We did a similar exercise, right? Dive left, dive right. So basically, in that moment, right, maybe he didn't know, but his body knew, like, we've done this. So maybe he wasn't able to catch it, but, you know, his body was already muscle memory. He knew set and attack. This is where the save is made, in my opinion, is right before this, the micro movements back Mm -hmm. to give himself depth. A lot of goalkeepers right now, if you stop here, Mike, stop. A lot of goalkeepers here get stuck in between the top, this, the, the baseline and the top of the sticks. They don't give themselves depth. And now that, that looping ball over top is going to beat them because there's too much distance and they're trying to recover mm-hmm. backwards. But the minute he sees this come out to the top of this, to right outside the six, like the seven yard line, he does a bunch of little micro steps, gives himself depth and time to cover more space and react and get across. See that that's, and mm-hmm. that's, that's great. That's just great footwork. A lot of people yeah. don't do it. They get, they get stuck, they get stuck in cement and then they try to use their athleticism to dive backwards and make a save. It's such a right, great point right there. Right? Like, so that's why like, I think every week, every day, what we do, I think it needs to relate to what you do on the field and, you don't if you not put your feet set he wouldn't have made that save right yeah so yeah. it's important for even it doesn't matter if it's in the head you know header or finish from right foot left foot if the opponents has a fully control and about to shoot your feet needs to be set and then and again it, you know nico was nico's feet was ready to make that save mm-hmm. i mean this 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 is a massive save and again it's I think if he doesn't have that neg, if he doesn't have that yeah, negative, yeah. So if depth, you back it up and go in regular time, you could see it really quick. But the micro steps are what's important because you can get set quick. And so as mm-hmm. soon as the ball gets headed, he does his quick steps, head set, like he's setting, and then he can do his lateral movement. Right. And, and, and you know, and I think here's here's one of the things that that you know, it's all about it's all about context to the moment. And what's happening in the moment? Because I can't, I can't tell you, as we always talk about, Saskia, about young goalkeepers taking things literally. Oh, my goalkeeper coach tells me I'm always supposed to step forward and attack the ball. Well, if he put his power shoulder forward here, he's not going to be able to keep this ball out of the net. But because that ball is already looping away from him. So in that moment, he has to react and shoot his shoulder towards the post as opposed to in front of the post in order to be able to keep this ball out of the net. Yeah, and then I think it's important, right? Like, it's probably this is a different topic, but cross day, it's important for me to pause and assess and attack or stay. So if you don't have assess moment, right, you have to assess the flight of the ball. You have to assess what, how many guys in the box, right? Are we marking correctly? Correctly? Am I ready? Am I in a good spot? If that assessment phase, if you don't have that, you not make any saves or go for crossball yeah, yeah. and I, I mean that's something that's one of my biggest pet peeves and I, mike knows that is you make a, a assessment let's say you don't make the right one and then watching goalkeepers try to make a split second 
decision to make up for it. So, oh, I should have come for that ball. I didn't, I'm going anyway. <laughs> so it's like, no, what's your next movement? Your next movement may be to be, give yourself depth and wait to see the next, the next ball. But you see it, mm-hmm. and you see it a lot, whether it's in the women's game or anything, is that late, that late read on the ball where you're coming in and you're trying to make, and they're heading the ball in front of you into the goal, like there's an open goal and everything like that because you've made the wrong assessment and then you still try to do what you thought you should have done on the, like, so yes, you should have come for the ball. You didn't. That doesn't mean you still come for the ball. Right. 100%. Yep. And, and, and by the way, everybody, um, first off, Yuta, thanks for taking the time, man. I know, yeah. you know, it, it, you know, it's, it's a busy time of, of the year, you know, obviously, you know, your MLS next pro, you know, season has wrapped up, but you still got the Academy. You still got the first team. I know how actively involved you still have your daughter at home learning how to dribble a soccer ball. And catch. <laughs> this kid, you missed it earlier. He was talking about, it's like, yeah, sometimes, you know, she'll, she'll try to kick it, but she'll end up picking up the ball. And I'm like, well, that's good though. She's learning the handling <laughs> skills too. So, <laughs> Absolutely. She's she's got that, but her angle play was pretty solid. Yuta in that one video that you you posted, uh, you know, uh, uh, recently. Her angle play, you should have seen her. She's in the big goal and she's moving yeah. across laterally, <laughs> covering right. her space. I love it. <laughs> it's it's pretty great. Um, uh, obviously, if you guys uh, if you guys want to uh, get type this type of feedback, you know, for yourself, um, you know, obviously announcement to make. You know, I think believe starting next week, uh, Yuta Nomura is a new mentor. Uh, for the union GK. So, uh, you know, shout out to you, Yuta, first off, for being willing to give back to the next generation. I think that's absolutely incredible. And uh, if you guys do not know what we're talking about, it just launched on Monday. We got a pro mentor program where you can do office hours with all sorts of different uh, top people from all over the world, not just goalkeeper coaches, but nutritionists and sports psychologists and sports performance people. Uh, we got different events. Uh, shout out to Fred Bergalia from Seattle Sounders, who just did an event on Monday. Um, really, really cool stuff. Yuda. We appreciate you being on it. If you want to reach out to Yuda, if you want to have this happen, all you got to do is go on the app, go to one-on-one coaching right there. Uh, as you can see on the landing page, when you go there, you'll go to office hour scheduler. You'll see Yuda right there. Uh, you'll click on Yuda, go there. You'll see, oh, he's available next week on this day. When you click on him, you'll find out who Yuda is, his available slots. And then you just press book now. And it's as easy as that. And then, uh, honestly, it's up to, it's up to you to decide how you want to spend that time. You know, whether you want to do Breakdown analysis with Yuda. If uh, you know you're working on trying to find a college, whatever it is that you feel comfortable with, and that Yuda is available for every every coach is different. What they're going to be talking about. Um, I know Suski is big on breakdown analysis. She's going to be doing a lot of that. Um, I I love doing that. Um, you know, Yuda's probably going to be talking to you about how to stay you know in shape with a one year old at home. You know, lots <laughs> lots of different topics uh, are going on, but, uh, but, but really appreciate that Yuda. Um, you know, just really quickly before we kind of sign off and everything, why is it important for you, uh, to get involved in a program like this? Well, I think it's, it's important for, you know, even for us as a goalkeeper coaches, right? Like I think it's to get to know, um, who they are, who, who they are out there. Right. And also for those young goalkeepers and young goalkeeper coaches out there, like kind of I can share what what we do daily basis. Um, and also I have a lots of film, um, you know, every every session, I obviously we record the film um, session. So I can share what we do on this day, 
or much day minus one, like we talked about, or, you know, let's say break down all the games and films and all that. So I think it's important for kind of get connected with the high level goalkeeper pitches out there. And yeah. Absolutely, man. And I think, you know, one, one of the things, you know, Yuta is that I think it's really important as well too that goalkeepers start feeling comfortable, you know, uh, getting in an environment where they're being proactive and they're asking questions and they feel comfortable. That's a safe space. You know, it's not, this isn't a podcast where everyone's going to see this or anything like that. This is intimate between you guys and not everybody has access to you. Not everybody's at the new England revolution. So there's a lot of young goalkeepers out there or parents out there or young coaches out there, you know, that, that wouldn't have the opportunities to have people of your level, you know, give them some guidance and, and feedback. And I think that's something that we're trying to bring, you know, to the table. So, if you want to do that, guys, uh, we're going to be posting all the links, but you should have the app by now. If you don't have the app by now, guys, just go on to Google, the Google Play Store or the Apple Store and download the Union Goalkeeper Community and sign up for, for the program. Um, it's it's absolutely fantastic. Um, look at, I mean, you, look at you, some people, Sergio Gonzalez, I mean, Connor Brennan, I mean, really, really excited to have, have these types of people. And, and Yuda, you know, honestly, I think one of the really cool things too is that not everybody in the world also is in the United States. So now people who are in different parts of the of the world can access different coaches that they, they would never be able to meet because they're so far away. And I think that's, that's really the power of, of the internet and, 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 and platforms like this. Um, maybe we can even get you to do some mentoring in Japanese, you know, I don't know. Maybe yeah, there's yeah, some people yeah. out there who are, who are, who are down yeah, for that. And you know? I think it's um, and I think it's important, like every goalkeeper's every goalkeeper coach has a different approach, like we talked about. So maybe one approach is not for you, but this app actually provides for you to kind of get connected with different coaches. So you can actually find, oh, this works for me, right? But if you don't really talk to anybody, you don't even know what works best for you. So maybe how I approach Maybe it's not best for you, but how the other goalkeeper coaches approaches, maybe that's the thing for me, the, for them, right? And and I think, you know, you just brought up just a really good point right there as we start wrapping up is that I don't want anyone out there to just start doing office hours with one coach and that's mm -hmm. the only person you talk to because then we start having the same problem that we've had in the United States for a long time where somebody trains with one goalkeeper coach and that's the only person they ever work with. Then they go to college and they don't know how to handle a different voice, a different experience. I think we all can learn from each other. And I want you to, to use different coaches for different reasons. Um, and I think that's, I want parents to hear that too, you know, Yuda, cause, cause I'm sure you've had this in, in new England where, you know, uh, player, you know, parents will be like, Oh, but you know, um, I don't, you know, but they, they work with you and I'm, I'm worried if they work with another coach that they're going to get confused or anything like what, what, like, what do you say to parents like that? Yeah. So again, I think parents and kid needs to understand what works best for the kid. Right. And, and yeah, maybe the coaches doesn't want his player to work with another goalkeeper coaches, but I think it's, it's, it's important for anybody to understand it's not black and white. So, you know, let's say 
my background, I had so many different goalkeeper coaches, but that's made me who I am, right? Yep. So you just need to understand different person had a different way of approaching actually just to get every everyone from, you know, positive aspect. That becomes actually you, right? So. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And, you know, and, and obviously, you know, um, we're very excited, you know, to have you on board. We're very excited to have everybody on board. So guys, check, check that out. Uh, Yuda, if people want to connect with you on the union, I believe it's just at Yuda. Is that your, is that your handle? Is it just Yuda? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think so. So yeah. it made it easy. So un until the next Yuda joins, uh, joins the union app, this will be the one and only, but this is the Yuda with the check mark. So you'll know if you find the Yuda with the check mark, that's the, that's the real Yuda. It's not the imposter Yuda. Um, obviously, guys, if you want to reach out to me, <laughs> it's at Goalkeeper Podcast on uh, on on the Union uh, right over there. I also have office hours available if anybody wants to meet with me. Uh, just go on to uh, office hours and you can check my schedule. Uh, guys, that's all the time on Inside the 18, and we are out. Later, guys. Yeah!